to the NFL. What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman. I'm here. I'm, I'm with you. We're here. We're right here, right now, watching the world wake up from fantasy football. I'm here with my host, as always, main man, Chad, Chad Mendoza. How you doing tonight, Chad? Muted. <laughs> and, we have a, and we have a guest. How are you tonight? Dallas Hyder. Uh, at Salad Core, um, I'm thriving. It is great to be back on the air, man. Right on. So Dallas is our Dynasty Warzone resident uh, expert on rookies. Um, so we've had him. We've got him here tonight, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna finish the mock draft that we started last week. So we're going to pick it up from 110, um, and then we're gonna do the whole second round, 12 picks in the second round. We're going to pick it up from 110 because we picked Keishon Butte at 110 and he declared, or I'm sorry, he did not declare. He declared that he's going back to college and I guess he's going to collect some sweet NIL money. Chad, are you with us? Yes, I'm back. I don't know how my mic got muted, but it did. Uh, right on. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, man. I, I was I was talking to myself a little bit, but I was saying... uh I, I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's a little bit of imposter syndrome going on with our host here because every time you turn your picture off, uh, it's showing my yeah. my picture with it's my kid. So it's it's real weird, but uh, yeah, we'll go with it. I'm back. <laughs> uh, anytime my internet drops a little bit, it shows me a little bar. So if that happens, I'm going to turn my camera off. All right. Right on. We'll just get so, to see me twice. Um, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> your kid. Um, so Dallas, um, a little tradition we have here on this uh, podcast is we talk about what we're drinking. So what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Firestone, uh, what is it? A Firestone Walker Galaxy Shapeshifter okay. Hazy IPA. Holy okay. shit. Okay. Right on. Okay. That was going yeah, a different direction. Yeah. I, I was thinking about Mike and I was like, oh, this is for sure an energy drink. Some kind of like rainbow unicorn piss energy drink like mike drinks but uh no it sounds it sounds delicious it sounds really uh really hoppy um yeah i'm i'm just drinking the same beer i'm drink i was drinking last week it's that uh you'll shoot your eye out um you know holiday oh, quarter so out. it's okay yeah it's pretty good stuff we just i'm drinking miller light just because that's what i had in front of me so i, I what i like to do is when when I, when we have company and they bring shit over that they're drinking or they think we want to drink or the wife's going to drink. Um, it just sits in my basement fridge and I clear it out, you know, on nights like this. So we, we sat and watched uh, Christmas Story 2 or whatever they call it on HBO Max tonight. And it was pretty good. I, I didn't even I was, realize uh, they had a second one. Form. I saw like a commercial for it the other day and I was like, wait, they're, yeah, they're, just here. they're grown. Yeah, yeah, it's Ralphie all grown, and uh, Randy is in it. I didn't think Randy was going to be in it, but yeah, they had it's all the original actors stuff in the mob. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, for sure. If you love the first one, right on. All right, guys. So before we get into the mock, I have a question for you. 
All right. Um, would you trade Trevor Lawrence and a high second in an auction draft for Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and a late third? Mid to late third. Uh, I'm, probably. <laughs> it's a tough mean, one, right? I don't. I don't know. It's like, a, I'm at a full-on rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Trevor's just—he's looked pretty good at points this season. He's and, looked really good at times, and I mean, he's—he looked like a second-year player at times. But <clears> yeah, I've definitely seen more than just flashes. Yeah, the thing is, I wouldn't—I wouldn't be surprised if next year. He had a better season than Watson. I, I think it's a coin flip, to be honest with you. I don't know that it's it's worth downgrading the pick. I'd rather just yeah. roll my, my money with uh, with the guy I have with those two, I think. And getting a little bit older. You know, not that I think what's, Watson's 28. Not that I think that's – Yeah, I don't think that matters as much, but um, – 27 28 so that's yeah that's fairly i mean he's in his prime but yeah your your legal probably fold by the time he's uh <laughs> you know starting to suck due to age so this is a mike casper commissioned league oh then it'll definitely fold <laughs> <laughs> this is the um auction rookies league that he wouldn't let you in when we did the startup if you're oh yeah that's that's <laughs> terrible man yeah i how how shitty is that dallas is my two co-hosts created a league, an auction league, and like barred me from joining it. it. No, they didn't even bar it. They didn't even bar me from joining it. They just didn't tell me about it until they started Yeah, we just drafting. did it without telling and them. Then, and then they started asking me questions about it. I'm like, why would you guys ask me questions about a league you didn't invite me to? Yeah, they were just scared. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. We had just done uh, Patreon 11 DWZ Patreon 11 draft, which was a, an auction draft. And uh, Mike and I both did – well, I did horribly bad. I'm going to full-on rebuild at this point. Um, and so we wanted one. We wanted to do one with other people that didn't know what they were doing. So everyone was a rookie. That's why it's called the International Rookies Draft. Yeah, I would have pretended. That's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> sure. All right, so, yeah, that's a fat decline. Sorry, Austin, sweet and low civic, but I'm – I, I thought it was very close, but I just don't think it's it fits my team, you know. But if I'm trading for a, a player that's likely, you know, in his prime years right now, then I need to have the rest of the team around him, and I don't. So I'd rather have the younger player that's growing into his prime and not give up the draft capital like Chad said. All right, cool. Um, it was an interesting offer, though. Yeah, I mean it's a good trade if you if you were to if you were to take that trade. I mean, you know, I I don't know on on a Tuesday I might decline it on a Thursday I might accept it. I (laughs) I mean, I like Watson. I mean, the the only reason I considered it is because I I think his his value is likely to increase with the first like Deshaun Watson game. Yeah. The other the other thing I would I would think about is just go through your player shares and see who you have more of, and if you if they're that close for you. And you oh, I have, have a lot, a lot Trevor. of Trevor. Okay. No, I have a lot more Trevor. Yeah, then then probably stick with Watson. Then I'd say. No, I mean I have Trevor now on that team. Oh, I mean, I mean then probably grab Watson if you if you you know think highly of him. 
still. I mean, yeah. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback perennially. Um, so I hear you. I'm, I'm happy with uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with declining. Yeah, we're just going to hold that. All right. So let's jump into the rookies. This is Dallas's forte. Um, I'm going to let you, Dallas, go first at 110 and replace Kayshawn Boutte. Who would you take? Um, you've gotten our picks. I'm sorry. You know what? Before I do that, let me recap the first round, what we did last week. Um, so everybody's up to <laughs> So 101. <laughs> Chad did remind me to do this before we started, and I almost forgot. And you were like, I'm going to do so, it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. All right. <laughs> all right. So 101, B. John Robinson, uh, running back, Texas. 102, Bryce Young, quarterback, Bama. 103, CJ, CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. 104, Jameer Gibbs, running back, Bama. 105, Sean Tucker, running back, Cuse. 106, Zach Evans, running back, Ole Miss. 107, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. 108, Jordan Madison, wide receiver, USC. 109, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. 110, we went wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte, LSU, but he went back to school, so we're going to start there. And uh, roll. Who would you take? Sally uh, Kular almost called you. That's what's on the screen. Dallas, who would <laughs> yeah. you take? Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, my RB3 in the class is still on the board as of right now. Uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA would be my pick at the 110. Uh, he does everything well he doesn't have a glaring hole in his resume and he's coming in realistically at around six one and a half 220 to 225 pounds he's probably going to run a four four and over the last two years he's put up over 2500 rushing yards over 27 touchdowns and he's also put up 71 receptions over the last two years combined um he is doing everything you want to as a prospect, he's a good pass blocker. He is more than serviceable in the pass game. He's one of the most physical running backs in the class this year. And he's one of the best running backs at seeing the hole and hitting the hole, which I'm not a big fan of dancers behind the line of scrimmage. As you guys know, if you've been listening to my running back content for a while, uh, he does everything you've basically asked him to do. Um, and he's basically switched systems twice over the last three years in the style that he basically runs in this Chip Kelly offense. Um, I think he's a stud. I think he's being slept on. I think he could have easily come out last year after his 1,200-yard season, um, decided not to, opted to come back, and bested every single basically metric at the running back position, including yards per carry at over seven this year. His yardage totals went up on smaller amount of totals. Um, his touchdowns went up this year. His receptions almost doubled this year. Um, he's just a great prospect. And if I get him where he's projected to go at that 110 to turn into the second round in any rookie drafts, he's my guy at the running back position. I tweeted about it a couple weeks ago. I'm going to be jumping for joy to get. So that's my 110. Okay, right on. Um, Chad, I think you're just dying to talk about Chad Charbonnet. I mean, Zach Charbonnet. I'm going to call <laughs> Chad Charbonnet because Chad likes him so much. I've been talking about him for years. I, I love Zach Charbonnet. He's been <laughs> he's been he's been my favorite player for a long time. La, last year when I thought he was him, oh, sorry, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, you introduced me to him two years ago in uh, 
uh, campus to Canton draft that I was doing. I think I got him in like the twentieth round. Yeah, Thank yeah. You for that chat. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sorry, and I'm on. I'm glad he went back to school because he's he's looking like he's going to get a little bit higher draft stock than he was going to get last year. So I'm really excited for him. I mean, everything that Dallas says, I'll I'll ditto that. And um, yeah, he covered him pretty well. So I'm I'm very excited about him. Right on. All right. And stop talking about him so much, Dallas. I mean, you know, (laughs) people are pretty low on him still. (laughs) And I'm I'm planning on getting him in the second round. But, you know, if you guys keep talking about him, we're going to have some issues. I'm just waiting for the combine. He's going (laughs) to blow it out of the water. And he's not going to go where people are saying he's going to go. Right on. All right, Chad. 111 originally went Cedric Tillman. Are you going to keep that pick or change it? Yeah, I'm staying there, man. I'm staying there. Uh, like okay. I said uh, in in our previous episode, is you know that's probably higher than he's actually gonna go um, because people aren't very high on him. But I am. I think he's. I think he's gonna be an incredible player. Um, I think the NFL is gonna in the NFL draft. He's gonna end up going in the second round, and I think he's gonna go early in the second round. Um, and yeah, I think if he didn't get injured, I think he would have show. You know, he would have shown people how special he is. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think he he has um, everything you would want. I mean, besides maybe some of the um, some of the you know route the footwork and and you know a little bit of the hand fighting and stuff, he can improve on that a little bit. But uh, I think that's going to come with age. All all the stuff that he can improve on, um, he can improve on it. And all the measurables that you want to see in, in, in an NFL wide receiver, he has that. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes in the NFL draft. Okay, right on. What are your thoughts on Cedric Tillman, Dallas? Uh, I'm not a huge Tillman guy, um, personally. I We kind of talked about this off air a little bit, Jesse, but there's quite a few big guys in the class that all do the same type of thing. And I don't have Tillman as the best out of. I do have concerns of him being a fifth year student. He may be still young, but this was his fifth year in college football. And his, what was it? His highest yardage total was a thousand last year. But other than that, due to injuries this year, obviously he's been capped out at 417 in the other four years at Tennessee. Um, granted the offense was pretty terrible before last year for them. Um, but my current wide receiver three is higher than Tillman in a lot of categories for a big dude. And I would at this exact moment, take, I think two of the bigger guys over, I would take Tillman Tillman's just a little bit further down in my rankings, but you know, it's early. You got to go for your guys. And I understand the allure of having a six, three, two fifteen dude that goes as fast as he does. So. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a pure, you know, traits guy, especially with the with the injury and and uh, how, yeah, like you said, how poor that team was. So, I mean, you know, we we've seen it happen. I just think he has all the traits, and, and I'm going to lean on that. Okay, right on. Yeah, can't argue with it, especially at this point. We don't know, you know, we don't know draft capital or testing numbers. All right, so yeah. 112, I originally went Tank Bigsby, and it was really tough decision between him and Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Tank Bigsby because I think um, running backs are a little bit more of a sure thing, more of a known commodity. Um, it's easier for, for a running back to hit, and it'll happen sooner. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just sort of going to take the safer bet with Tank Bigsby. 
running back Auburn. Uh, we talked about him last time. Uh, what do you think about him, Dallas? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's doing exactly what Trey McBride was doing. It's basically what he's done now. Um, back-to-back, just incredible seasons for Notre Dame. Um, coming out of a great lineage tight end school like Notre Dame, it's great to see he has a very wide-encompassing game, but he's probably one of the most dominant pass-catching tight ends that we've seen at the point of contact at a contested catch in the last couple of years, which is something that you can really say about Trey. Um, Trey last year was just kind of a catch the ball because you're open and immediately go down during contact, which was concerning for a lot of people, but he had the counting stats. Um, I think in a tight end premium, getting him at the 112 is pretty ludicrous. Um, I would be shocked if he goes past probably like the very early twenties in the first round of this year's draft, even though tight ends aren't a huge luxury position um, just because we've seen time in and time out. If you can get a true dominating tight end at the next level at any point in the first round of a fantasy draft, it's kind of worth it. Um, Even Pitts getting injured. And we saw what Pitts did his rookie year, even without the tight ends uh, or the touchdowns at the tight end position. So it's just something that's very uh, alluring for us. So I think it's a very good pick at the one twelve. Sorry if I was confusing. I actually was asking about Tank Bigsby. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you said yeah, I was so I was so confused. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, maybe I missed something. Well, oh, you no, just previewed no, Michael no, no. Mayer because I I feel like he is yeah. going to go soon, so that's all right. <laughs> oh yeah, well, there's your preview. That's my pick at the the one the two one uh, to start okay, off next right round. On. So then I'll just hop okay. back on Tank Bigsby. Um, Auburn's offensive line is absolutely atrocious and tank has looked a lot worse this year than he has in the last couple years. If you're looking at counting stats, he's not going to be the running back for you. Um, but he is a very instinctual running and he is very, very good at his lateral adjustments. Um, the only issue is you just kind of have to project him. So he's not really a running back that I know what to do with, honestly, at this point, because as everyone knows, I hate projection players and we've seen, flashes but we've never seen just a consistent campaign really from him dominating entirely across his career which is a little bit concerning even with how bad the team was so i I, he's kind of my enigma running back in this year's class where i'm kind of probably not going to have him in a lot of places due to where he's going to go based off a name cachet alone so um so what about uh like acceleration and top end speed that's that's something that i worry about with him a little bit (laughs) I think he's serviceable. I don't think he's going to be like slow on the combine. Like I don't think he's going to Kyron Williams us at the combine this year, but he's not going to be a JT. Um, He's, he's a good see the whole hit the whole running back, but top end speed. Yes. It's a little bit concerning, but I feel like we've learned over the last couple of years that you don't really need the top end speed. As long as you have the acceleration to get those 20 and 30 yard chunks to be a successful fantasy running back. Um, Because I mean, you get maybe three running backs at any given time. They're going to be able to do what Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley do and bust those 80-yard touchdowns on a consistent basis. So, Right. Okay. I was I was thinking about um, – and, of course, yeah, we talked off-air a little bit about Tank, Tank Bigsby and, and just how really bad that Auburn team is um, and how bad their offensive line is. And I was trying to think of, like, situations that mimic that a little bit or, or you know – recent situations we can compare that to and it for me it's a it's it's almost similar to what was going on with cam Akers when he was coming out um and and the projections that people were trying to make with him just because his team was so bad around him um and i think it's very very similar 
Uh, and I mean, it could end up where you have a player like, you know, Cam Akers who um, you just kind of have to stick with him. If he gets that draft capital, just stick with him and wait and see how it turns out. But I can't see him coming out of the gate and being a, you know, top 10 running back or something, you know, along those lines, even if he does get the draft capital. Yeah. Okay. Right on. All right. Who you got at 202, Chad? Yeah, so I guess I'm going to stick with the theme here and go with another running back in uh, Blake Corum from Michigan. Okay, right on. So I really like Blake Corum. Um, just the agility, the the you know quickness of feet and uh, his vision. I think he's an adequate blocker. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I think he's going to get draft capital. Um, and yeah, he's my pick. All right. Right on. I've I've seen some Blake Corum. I, I watched some highlights. I haven't dug into the film, but little guy, electric, um, definitely has some traits that you don't see in a lot of running backs. He has a good weight um, though. He's he's short, but he's he's still. I think he's going to measure in around two ten, two fifteen. Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he has some good size to him. Yeah, a little bowling ball kind of. Um, oh, shoot, who was the Jacksonville running back um, with the three names? If it was so good. Maurice Jones Drew. Yes, exactly. All right. What do you think, Dallas? Is that a good comp? Uh, I think he would have to be the fastest player in this year's draft to be MJD. So I don't, I don't <laughs> super agree with that one. Okay, um, right on. I, and that's going to be a chain, Corum right? One of the, you, you, you agree with that yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Quorum uh, for me is very fun to watch, but I am concerned that it is not feasibly something that's going to work in the NFL. Um, based off of his size, you're basically hoping that he's the next Austin Eckler. Um, it is a hundred percent more likely that he is a Devin Singletary type. Um, so getting a Devin Singletary is fine if he's getting the workload that Devin Singletary is getting now but I realistically could see a very similar track record for him entering the NFL, kind of what we got with Singletary, where it's a committee and he kind of has to earn the fact that, okay, he can keep up at 5'8", he can make those long breakaway runs and can be a consistent pass catcher as well, because I feel like we talk about this with every single running back coming out of Michigan. It's that they don't use them in the passing game. That's the exact same thing with Corum. You have concerns with the size as well. The speed is there, but I just don't think it's, top, top, top level. Um, the one thing with Corum is that his one cut ability from what I've seen on tape is the best in, cl in the class. Honestly, um, his ability to change directions on a split second is why he gets some of those breakaway runs more so than his speed is. So that, that's kind of where I'm at with him right now. It's just interesting. We are seeing, so you're saying he would be good in like a good, like in a Shanahan outside zone kind of, We've he, seen he some doesn't of run. Yeah, he doesn't run a lot of outside zone at Michigan. Um, it it's a little bit different of a system, but I feel like if you get him in space or if you just give him the right to make decisions, multi gap systems, he's going to be fine. But if you line him up in ISO a lot or in two back systems, he's not going to succeed very much. Um, I, I I just see more of a Devin Singletary track than the upper echelon that people have been hyping him up since midseason this year. I was hoping he was going to, he's going to run. I'm still hoping he's going to run sub four, four. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be sub four, four. I think you're going to see a, probably a four, four. 
I think four four is damn. That's that yeah. damn good for a running back. You'll see a lot of that. But days. not at five eight. <laughs> I think it's going to depend on the weight. I mean, if he yeah. if he yeah. comes in at if he measures two hundred, then we're going to have some problems. If he comes in at two ten, that two fifteen range, I think that's going to. I mean, that's going to cut a lot of that out. Uh, him running a four mm-hmm. four at, at at you know two ten two fifteen is is. I mean, I think more than adequate for me, especially with. I, I think he has great vision, and I think. Uh, just with his ability to make tackles miss or make tacklers miss, um, I, I like him. I think he's he is a fun player, and I think that you know catches a lot of people's attention and maybe is is the reason for all the chatter around him. And so he probably will go a bit higher than he probably deserves to. But if he ends up in the right situation, I mean, I think he could be one of the better running backs in the class. Uh, I I think he has all, all all the talent. I think he. You know, he, he checks all the boxes for me, especially with his blocking. And I think that's what separates him and a lot of guys his size is that you see a lot of those guys getting taken out of uh, taken out of the game because they're just not big enough and you haven't learned the technique of blocking yet, which I think he's a good blocker and I think he's going to be a good NFL blocker as well. That's pretty rare coming out of college. That'll get him on the field. Right on. So I, obviously we, we know the draft capital is going to mean a lot, but – um, with a player like this, he definitely has to go, you know, third round or higher, I would say, to uh, really yeah. feel confident about taking him in the second round. For sure. Right on. All right, cool. So with the 203, I'm going to go Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Um, I don't particularly love the player at this point in the process. I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but what I've seen is doesn't doesn't look awesome to me. Um, as a thrower, obviously he's he's a great athlete. He can run. Um, I don't know if we're looking at a little Danny Dimes. Kind no, of his comparison. arm his arm is his arm is way better than than DJ. Way better. Yeah, way okay. way way better. I mean, he's borderline I mean, elite like arm talent. I just saw as far Danny as Dimes up up close and personal. I would, yesterday I would say and it arm strength. Arm strength. Yes, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Arm strength. <laughs> yeah, okay. like he's 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 borderline elite arm strength. I mean he. I mean his 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 arm is up there with anybody in the NFL bar your you know your Josh Allen's and stuff like that. So. so that's that's what I that's why I'm taking him at 203. So if you have a, a quarterback with size, strength and running ability, you just hope that he's got a love for the game and a capacity to learn and can make the we're now calling it the Jalen Hurts leap. So um, no longer the Josh Allen. Oh, are we? The, Is that what we're yes. doing now? <laughs> yes, we are. We are. I proclaimed it for the first time. It's the Jalen Hurts leap. So, I mean, if that happens, great. If not, I, hit rates on second round picks. Who cares? I mean, not who cares, but they're not amazing. So, I'd rather have somebody with the upside to be, you know, an elite quarterback at two hundred three, and I'm gonna just put him in my pocket, stash him on my taxi squad, and understand it's gonna take a while. Honestly, if I could, if I could get Levis, I mean, at the at the back end of the first, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, so I, feel I think like here he felt, is, it's an absolute steal, yeah. right? Um, but you know, we were we were talking. Dallas and I were chatting a little bit before the show uh, about him, and and I was saying that for me, I'm not surprised if he's you know taken somewhere around the ninth overall pick, tenth overall pick, and I'm not surprised if he goes to the beginning of the second round. Uh, that's just the kind of player I think he is to me. I think he's he's pretty under, uh, underdeveloped as far as um, 
just consistency and accuracy and 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 everything you like to see in a in in, in a passing uh, quarterback, but his just raw ability with running the ball and and that arm talent, I think is going to catch somebody's eye and they're going to look at guys like Josh Allen and and make those kind of comparisons. And he's going to end up going probably a bit earlier than he he probably should. Um, And that's okay because I mean, all these quarterbacks are kind of coin flips at the end of the day anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Uh, It's great to have an awesome base, but these, these traits can get better. Jalen Hurts' arm has gotten stronger in, in his third year. I don't know if maybe it's just a, a matter of mechanics that is, you know, making his arm stronger. Maybe that his poor mechanics was taking away strength from his arm. But and, and maybe we'll see that with Levis. I mean, I don't want to ever say that he could get to Josh Allen level because nobody's got that that arm. Herbert might be close, but I mean, Josh no, Allen. I, Josh I, Allen wasn't supposed <laughs> to get to Josh Allen's level. You know, yeah, like, right. That's so true. you can't really, yeah, you can't really make that uh that assumption for anybody, really. Absolutely. All right. So, kind of no brainer. Two hundred three. Will Levis. Dallas. I I, I want to hear what you what you think about uh, Levis. Yeah. Uh, so this oh, is sorry, a guy that it, it's okay. No, it, this is a guy that I comp pretty heavily to someone that I've watched my entire life. I see a lot of Jay Cutler in Will Levitz, both the good oh, and the infuriating <laughs> in Will Levitz. And it's one of those things where just like Chad was saying, like arm strength, he is up there with some of the best that we've seen over the last half a decade arm strength wise. And that's not hyperbole at all, but his decision-making is concerning. Um, it's not just like an issue of talent this year, obviously like, he was dealing with pretty much no one. As soon as Wondell Robinson left, there was a big hole in the offense, but it's, it's been rough. Um, there's been open receivers that he's just been missing, which he wasn't doing last year. Um, he's forcing the ball a lot more, which comes obviously with a worse offense, but um, the offensive scrambling capability is there alluring traits, um, but he's got quite a bit of inconsistency in his game. So he's not typically the type of quarterback that I go for. Um, in drafts. Um, that's the one position where I really don't want to have to project. I want to have seen it at some point consistently in college, and he just hasn't quite put up enough consistency for me to be fully in. At the 203, take your shot, obviously, on a quarterback, because outside of the top two, it's kind of a crapshoot for me. Um, but it's it's concerning enough to where I'm kind of avoiding unless I'm getting a deal on him. Okay, right on. Uh, who are you taking at 204? Yeah, so this is a debate for me right now. There, There's a wide receiver that's calling my name, but I think I'm going to be able to get him with my next pick just because we chatted a little bit about him, and I know you don't have him high, so I, I really don't think Chad has him <laughs> high. Uh, so, I, told him I, I told you where I have him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the running back position again, and this is a guy, um, he kicked your sixth overall pick in this rookie mock draft out of TCU because he ran him out of town. And that's Kendra Miller out of TCU. Uh, no, that was my pick. I thought, wow. I thought for sure I was going to get him. Yeah, wow, yeah, he's he, on my he's list. Co- he's coming in at six foot. He's he's going to be north of two twenty. That is a thick boy. I'm telling you right now. But he at that size is potentially even more impressive explosiveness wise than a guy like Zach Charbonnet, who me and Chad are both in love with. 
classically, if you've listened to this show, when I've been on before, me and Chad tend to agree quite a bit on prospects at the end of the day. And that's probably the reason that we both love Kendra Miller. Um, his explosiveness is there. He, he has been having to scramble for his life in pass protection because of how Dugan runs so much. And he's done such a good job on that offense coming in as the true lead back. Last year was successful enough with over 600 rushing yards, unlimited touches. This year gets the lion's share over, I think it was over 1,200 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Super explosive, big physical runner. And he's a guy, when you watch him, where one second he is being handed the ball and he's 10 yards down the field. And he may not have that super high-end top speed, but his burst is up there with, I'll compare it to pretty much anyone in the. Him on a weekend week out basis. I've seen a lot of him uh, frustratingly watching him play Kansas state twice, but um, he's a guy that I think is going to be a steal for a lot of people going into the second round in this year's draft. What about you, Chad? Where are you at on him? Yeah. I'm just mimic everything you say. I I was exactly what I was going to say. Um, I like him a lot. He kind of came out of nowhere for me. <laughs> like I didn't even, he wasn't even a, a thought for me uh, at this point last season. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm loving everything he's doing and I follow TCU pretty closely and yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. And I think he, you're going to be able to get him uh, later than you think you're going to get him unless he puts up a, a, a really, really eye catching um, performance at the combine, which uh, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Dude, I mean, for, for me, if he runs in the four fours at his size, that's yeah. even more impressive than a guy like Blake Corum doing it. He's yeah. like freaking three inches and like 15 pounds, probably heavier than Corum's going to come. I know. That's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared he's going to have a really good combine, but I'm, I'm hoping um, – I'm hoping he just has he just has a good combine and ends up going around where you're getting him right here, or maybe even a little bit later. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Kendra Miller, I first heard of him from Brandon Lejeune a couple weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. three weeks ago, four weeks ago on his show, and so I started watching some highlights. And man, I like this dude. I've seen him mock to the Eagles a few yeah. times, and I'm pretty excited about Kendra Miller. You put him in that Eagles backfield. Uh, like, I, you know, sort of a love-hate relationship with Miles Sanders. Um, I, I just like uh, – I just would really like a back that brought phys- – that would bring more physicality than than Sanders. Um, you know, traits-wise, I think obviously Sanders is probably the better athlete. But this guy seems like more of a – more of a natural running back, somebody that's going to hit it and knock the crap out of you, exactly what we need out of this offense. So, yeah, <laughs> 204, Kendra Miller. Nice. All right. So, uh, Chad, who you got at 205? Uh, has Hutchinson been picked yet? I don't think he has, right? No, he has not. <laughs> that, was, that was my worst uh, wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the guy, that's the guy Dallas thought he could get next. <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm going to I, Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State. I'm going to let Dallas uh, talk I, about him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it, dude. When, every time we get on a podcast together and start talking rookies, it's like, oh, uh, shit, I should have known Chad is going to pick exactly who I'm going to pick and vice versa because we're always <laughs> in lockstep on these guys. 
So for me, I'll just be short and sweet. I'll give you most of the meat on the bones. This is the guy I was referring to when you had taken Cedric Tillman. That I think a guy like Hutchinson does everything that Tillman does slightly better. And we've seen it year in and year out. As a true freshman coming into Iowa State, over 700 yards. Next year, almost 1,000 yards at over 980 this year, over a thousand has increased his touchdowns every year. And he's been dealing with some of the most erratic and inconsistent quarterback play in FBS at the quarterback position with Brock Purdy, say what you want about him. But if you watched him, he would have up games, down games, basically a one for one touchdown interception ratio. Cause he was erratic as hell. You're kind of getting the same thing with who they have in there right now. I think he was like 19 and 14 at the quarterback position right now. So he's just a guy that is impressive. He's 6'3", probably going to be right around that 210. He looks yoked in those pads, and I'm sure he's going to test very well because his explosiveness for his yak is what I love about him. But what about you, Chad? Why do you like Hutchinson? I, I love Hutchinson. The one thing, it's it's always funny. So I'm in a, a group chat with a few friends, uh, high school buddies and college buddies and stuff, and mm-hmm. um we're always, uh, you know, talking about some college prospects and everything. And Hutchinson is is always the butt of jokes because they say uh, if he had a better quarterback, he'd drop the ball more. So, yeah. <laughs> so, some of the catches this guy makes are incredible, but he dropped some of the most perfectly thrown balls. Uh, it's it's pretty funny to watch. But no, he's 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 an incredible athlete. Um, and the one thing that I do like about him is at his size, I think he's a really nuanced route runner. Um, yes. and it, it's going to be something that really shows up, uh, I think to NFL teams, they're going to, they're going to kind of want this kind of player as their, as their number one wide receiver on their team. I, I think he just is, is a shoe in fits into any system. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the only, the only downside I see to him is that for his size, you would think he'd be a little bit better of a run blocker, which he's not. <laughs> Uh, but I think that could come could, could come with time. I think a, a team's going to coach him up a little bit in that, w- with that, and you know that along with the drops. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. We've seen some incredible wide receivers drop the ball a lot. You're you know Ceedee Lambs and and yeah. those kind of guys. So, and w- with Iowa State, the thing with that is like he wasn't really asked to block a lot. You have to realize because he was the only wide receiver option on that team. That's true. That <laughs> is that's very much true. He's the only guy that can catch the ball. And he's going to come in, and I'm telling you, he's probably going to be used as a big slot because he's massive. But, like, ooh, I'm just waiting. I need the Bears to take him. He's, like, one of those guys <laughs> where I'm calling for him really early. I'm just, like, just throw him the ball, and he's probably going to come down with it in some acrobatic, crazy way, similar to kind of what we're dealing with George Pickens, where, like, he's not yeah. consistently catching the easy ones. But his highlight reel, insane. It's wild. I love Hutchinson. I can't believe you took it. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Sniping going on in a mock draft. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Chad, anything to add? No. No, I think think we pretty much said it all. (coughs) All right. All right. I've never seen him play. So, I had him at the bottom of my list. Um, He's a fun player. Uh, Just turn on some highlights. He's he's another – has a cool highlight reel. All right, so at 206, um, welcome Dave Donaldson in the chat. Haven't seen him in a long time. Um, he's asking really irrelevant questions that we covered a long time ago. If you're wondering <laughs> why you see Chad and hear my voice, you're going to have to tune in to like earlier in the show or last week. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, the, good, that's the good content we put out front. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at 206, I've already gone – 
uh, high risk quarterback. So I don't, I'm not going to do that again. So instead I am still going to go high traits and um, somebody that has a high upside, possibly the fastest wide receiver in this draft. We shall see, but I am going Jalen Hyatt wide receiver, Tennessee. Uh, I saw this is a little bit of a Homer pick. Um, as you guys know, if you listen to the show, my wife's kid, I guess that makes him my stepkid, uh, goes to Tennessee. So we went to see a game this year. I've been watching all of them. And man, Jalen Hylett just makes an electric play every game. He's fast. He's, um, you know, hopefully the non-criminal version of, um, damn, I, I, I just forget. I forgot his name already. Bama Raiders. What's that? Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> exactly. Um, He's actually, I don't think as big as Henry Ruggs, but uh, I do see the electricity out of him. Um, Chad, what do you think of Jalen Hyatt? Have you seen any of them? Uh, I haven't actually watched him much, to be honest. After uh, Cedric Tillman went down, I kind of stopped watching Tennessee. <laughs> if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Uh... Well, that's the entire season. <laughs> Dallas, yeah. what, do you, what do you think of Jalen Hyatt? Hyatt. Uh, I I have another name that you're probably going to like a lot less than what you're hoping he's going to be. Uh, I see a lot of Corey Coleman in this guy, and it's oh, wow. just due to the fact that he doesn't have a route tree. He does go routes, and the reason he looks so explosive is because he's probably about 15 yards behind the farthest defender on said go route. So it's really <laughs> nice. He's got the athleticism, but he is – He's a hammer. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of nuance to his game. It's a lot he of a nice stop. <laughs> I mean, again, his two routes are a button hook or a go route. It's a straight line. Like that's what he does. I, I would just, I would caution you guys. Um, he, I mean, he could very easily be a Raider this time next year, and I wouldn't be shocked based off of their track record. But he's the type of wide receiver where he could be very good but he's going to have to improve a lot of his game in order for me to get on board. And he's Devonta Smith-esque when it comes to frame lightness-wise, and he's not even close to the route runner that Devonta Smith was. So he's at the bottom of my tier of the undersized guys currently, just because I think the two guys higher than him that I have fill the same type of role, but also can be used all over the field and have the same height weight issues that I would have with a guy like Jalen Hyatt. What I like about him, though, is the thing that he does well, he does um, very well at a, yeah. at a at an elite NFL level. And he can he closes the space like at an elite level, right? Steps on the on the D-backs mm-hmm. toes and then knows how to stack them and, uh, you know, get ahead of them and stack them and tracks the ball very well and catches, um, you know, not yeah. a lot of drops my, either. Obviously, my he hasn't, one response- hasn't had a uh-huh. Go ahead. Sorry, we're lagging a little bit. My one response to a wide receiver uh, doing exactly one thing very well is that that's exactly what got J.J. Arcega white side drafted over DK. <laughs> but DK Metcalf only so, does like two things really well. Oh, give, put some respect on DK's name. He's an all-pro. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, Chad, um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're back to you, Dallas. Who you got at 207? 
so the 207, uh, just because we're back at a tight end, you know, premium, I'm going to go with my guy. This is personally my favorite tight end that's in the class, and it's a guy to Utah, Dalton Kincaid. Um, anyone that follows me on Twitter will know that I have a, a man crush list for my 2023 class. I've got to update it since my quarterback that I had on there is now in the transfer portal. But uh, Dalton Kincaid at the tight end position is just my man crush. He he doesn't have quite the counting stats that you would get from a Michael Mayer, but he looks every bit as explosive. Um, they they run probably the most 12 personnel out of almost any team in NCAA football. And he's been extremely successful as the true move tight end in that system. But he's also very, very, very talented as a blocker, which is nice. Um, his A dot has dropped a little bit this year, but that was because it was over 15 the two previous years because he is the deep threat move tight end. And they've asked him to pick up more blocking responsibilities this year. He's shown in everything that he's been asked to do. He's been succeeding. And on a Utah team that is known for defense, but not really being a high flying offense, he's been extremely consistent. Um, he has multiple 100 yard games on the season, which is just eye-popping for me when you're looking at a guy that's playing the tight end position. So I'm in super okay with it. All right, right on. Yeah, so uh, uh, I've recently um, started watching a little bit of Dalton Kincaid, and uh, yeah, looks really smooth, really, uh, really strong. Um, I've, I've heard a comparison or two to Kittle with Dalton Kincaid, actually. So mm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I, I don't. Yeah, no, no, not quite Kittle, there. Kittle was a much um, more developed football player than Kincaid is. Why did Kittle yes. go so late in the NFL yeah. draft? He was slow. I, okay. Gotcha. Right, yeah. yeah Which, it, it, he was a bigger, slower <clears throat> tight end coming out. So, Kincaid, if 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 I would, I guess if 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 I had to boil it down to one word, it's just athlete. Um, he's he's an incredible athlete. I I don't know if this is true. Somebody told me that he's only been playing football for like five or six years or something. Yeah, he started his senior year in high school is what he started at, and so that's why <laughs> that's like nuts. my call for him is a guy that's doing basically the same thing. I see a lot of David and Joku in the way that he plays. And that may be scary for those of you that have had him on your team for a very long time. But we're seeing once the true development starts to hit with David Njoku and he gets a quarterback that can throw him the ball, how scary of an individual he can be. And I'm just drooling over that prospect with Dalton Kincaid because he has the numbers to back it up in college. And if he keeps progressing at the rate that he's been doing over the last four years, it'll be insane. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be shocked if he went in the second round. Um which as a tight end that some people are projecting is tight end four uh, as latest mm-hmm. tight end four. Uh, I mean, I think that's, that, that'd be pretty incredible, but uh, I think it, what he does well is going to translate well into the NFL if he ends up in the right offense. So I like that. I like that pick a lot. <laughs> so Dave, Dave Donaldson in chat. He, has, he wants us to stop talking about Dalton Kincaid. He doesn't want anybody. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is our job, David. <laughs> All right, Chad, who you got at 208? Um, have we – has Josh Downs come off? Nope, still he there. Not. All right. I'm going to go with Josh Downs. Um, yeah, Good like pick. Josh Downs. 
Um, I yeah, don't I think, think he's going like to end go up going higher. this late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the time we're all making our, our rookie selections. But, yeah, good player. Um, kind of small, play small. It's funny. Like, every time somebody asks me about Josh Downs, I always come up with the negatives because they're so frustrating for me. Is He's mm-hmm. a 5'10 wide receiver that plays like a 5'8 wide receiver. Like, I just <laughs> wish he would play nice. bigger than he is. Um, but yeah, that, that's the real negative for him. He just gets pushed off his routes and stuff and, and, you know, but uh, I mean, other than that, just everything you would expect from that kind of mid range football player he's he's got the explosiveness, got the dynamism. Um, I think he's, he's going to be a good player in the NFL. So it's my pick. Right on. Yeah. That was my next pick. Um, Dallas, what do you have? What do you have to say about him? Yeah, so for me, Josh Downs is what you want Jalen Hylett to be, Jesse. Um, yeah, right that's kind of where I'm at for him. He has every bit of explosiveness that Jalen Hyatt has. He may have like a fraction of a second off on the total 40 time, but he's probably the guy that's going to push him the closest on it at the wide receiver position this year. Um, he, he can do pretty much everything, and you can move him around the field, which right now you can't do with Jalen Hyatt. That's why I, I he's at the top of my tier of guys that are undersized that we were talking about, I'm 100% in lockstep with Chad that he doesn't play big enough at all, which is why he's 100% going to have to be in a West Coast offense to be successful at the next level. Um, but I think draft capital and landing spot will matter for him, as it often does for undersized guys, more so than some of the bigger guys that we've already talked about. Sounds like a good fit for, fit for Kansas City. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. need another undersized wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd fit right in with everybody else. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right on. Okay, I think Josh, I actually. Th- I mean, this might sound funny, but I I think he'd be a good fit for the Giants. I think he. I think he really would. Um, you know, with guys like Sterling Shepard, you know, seeing the door and the amount of big wide receivers in this class, I think they're going to end up taking more than one. If they can leave the draft class with with one of these bigger guys and uh and and a guy like Josh Downs, who I think is going to end up going in the late second somewhere um somewhere around there. Uh. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that'll be a good haul, and you know, with with their receiving core, <laughs> who pretty much consists of nobody and Wandell Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he'll fit in r- right with what they're trying to do, which is spread the ball out a little bit and, and add some dynamism to that offense. All right, so for two oh nine, I'm I'm caught between a couple players here that I've seen play. And this is why I want to, I want to take one of these two guys just because I know that we can talk about them. And, and speaking of um, Hyatt, I'll be honest. I took him at two Oh six because I wanted to talk about him and I wanted to get you guys yeah. thoughts. You know, I wanted to make sure that we, we brought him up tonight. So here I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring up uh, and I'm going to draft Devin a train, a chain, right? <laughs> little guy, really electric. Um, He's listed at 185 right now. I wonder. If, mm. Yeah, with some vitamins, could he make you know <clears throat> vitamins? Could he maybe make his way up to uh, 200, 205? Uh, you say make his way up to 200. He's gonna have to make <laughs> his way up to 185 first because I don't think he's 185. Okay, so. <laughs> right on. Well, he's a running back for um, Texas A&M. And I just I really like what I see out of him on the field. Uh, like the track record for running backs that size, not really good in the NFL. But um, 
he, I do feel like he and Blake Corum, um, even though he's not quite as hefty as Corum, sort of have outlier written on him. He, he written all over him. Like in a way, I, I just um, see the shiftiness um, and the, the um, what do you call it? Uh, acceleration, uh, pass catching ability that I just think he'd be a really good complimentary satellite back in the NFL. And if I can get that at 209, um, I like it. What do you, what do you think Dallas? Uh, so in the chat, we have David Donaldson talking about how he thinks he's Naheem Hines. Uh, Naheem Hines is one of the best collegiate football players ever. Um, don't quite think that he's there. Um, another guy counting stats wise that I think comps pretty nicely, but unfortunately does not look great for his long-term usability in the NFL um, is a guy named Dontel Pumphreys. If you guys remember out of Man, South Dakota State. Big old Pumphreys. Do you know who you're yeah, talking um, to? Don, Donnell Pumphreys. <laughs> it was one Pumphreys. There's Pumphrey, no S yeah. on the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like 5'3", uh, uh, 147 coming out of college. Yeah. Division, division Yeah, I mean – it's something yeah. similar with him. The same thing like the D'Anthony Thomas, Black Mamba from Oregon. Like you, you look at those toolsy, gadgety players were cool if he lands late to a team like Casey, like we were just talking about, or a Shanahan system. It may be advantageous, but like we saw even last year with a guy like Khalil Pimpleton to Detroit gets cut in training camp, doesn't even make the team, has been on the practice squad for the Giants, Chad, for the last, you know, 14 weeks. Um, yeah, but it, I really – like I really like that guy. It, he was on Hard Knocks, infectious personality. He's yeah. gonna make it someday. Pimple to, pimple to. <laughs> yeah, no. I, Just I because wish you we like him, based on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be successful at something. Yeah, <laughs> not no, the NFL. no, he. I mean, he's a guy that like. For me, if a guy like C.J. Verdell can't break in in his rookie year, I just have a really hard time seeing Acne break in. It's just I, I liked Verdell a lot last year, and yeah. it's a size concern, and that's exactly what's going to happen with him, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, it, it really is. It really, really is size size concern. But if you're going to take a smaller player, he better be goddamn electric. And A train, A train mm-hmm. is that, in my opinion. <laughs> I was um. I was I was writing up a few reports uh for this episode on on players that I thought might go between the you know late first and, and second round. And when I got to chain, I was like areas for improvement. He needs five or six inches and thirty <laughs> or forty pounds. Because that's it. Really like I mean, he's a he's a cool football player i mean he's so much fun to watch he has everything you want he's just too small he's that's i mean that's just what it boils down to unfortunately is he's gonna have to be an extreme outlier to be successful like a an extreme outlier because he is so small um it's not even like he's small for the running back position like i legitimately like he legitimately looks 175 to me right now (laughs) he might which is which is crazy i do yeah, yeah. Well, this is my this is this is my theme for this draft. I'm taking this is the all high upside draft. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he if he finds the perfect spot and and somebody that's willing to use him, I mean, he's an explosive football player with top end speed, and he's he's just a, a 
really good at football. Uh, yeah. But yeah, agreed. Small. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Two ten. Who you got, Dallas? Yeah. So for this, I'm debating whether or not I want to talk about a certain guy. So I'm probably just going to draft. This probably isn't who I would take here, but this is another one of those big bodied wide receivers. This will just be the big bodied wide receiver show that we'll talk about that I think does a lot very well. And it's a lot that people aren't talking about at all because it's not a great program football wise. Um, It's for me, it's Jaden Hazelwood is the name ring a bell. um, Chad, potentially. Um, it, it's another six, three, two ten to two fifteen wide receiver that contested catch and separation don't really match up because he shouldn't be able to do both as well as he does, um, on an Arkansas Razorback team that is known for running the ball. He's been a dominant weapon for them over the last couple of years. Um, he, he looks very good on his tape and I'm curious to see where he's going to measure. I have him at the bottom of my tier of big guys. Cause I think athletically he's probably a little bit limited compared to the other guys, but he has, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like Donaldson saying five-star underperformer, um, he, he was highly lauded coming out and he just hasn't quite done what people want him to do. But this year was the first year that. I feel like we got to see his full game because they've been using him a lot this year. How overs where they're like, use your yak ability to break a 15, 25 yard run. Like it's nobody's business. And he's doing it successfully throughout the year against, you know, sec competition. So he's a guy I'm paying attention to. Um, I want to see how he tests and where he gets drafted, but it's just a, a name to write down here at the back end of the second round to see if he gets that mid round capital. I'd be paying attention to him come draft time. All right, right on. I remember the name. Don't know much about. Yeah, him. I, I have him a few places in Debbie. Uh, I was about to say unfortunately, but you, you never know. Um, how, how do you think he's going to run? That's what. That's the thing I'm most worried about. Is he? He looks like he could be slow. Um. And yeah, I'm I'm scared that, he's going to hit that four six mark and just be done. Yeah, and that's what I was saying is that's why he's at the bottom of my big guy tier because athletically, out of Cedric Tillman, um, Hutchinson, and him, I think he's the worst athlete out of the three. Um, but he's a guy that I mean, he's got a lot of very very good traits and good pedigree. Um, normally, as you know, I don't really reach for him. I should have probably talked about Marvin Mims because that's a guy I have significantly higher based off of my rankings currently. Um, but he's just a guy that I wanted to bring up because he's a guy that I have my eye on and I'm very curious how he's going to test. That's why I kind of have him written off to the side of my little list down here. (laughs) So, uh, do you not have Quentin Johnson in that group of big guy wide receivers of yours? Uh, I do, but he's already off the board. So yeah, he's like way, way off the board. (laughs) Okay, yeah. just making sure that he's in, in the mix. Cool. Okay, right yeah. on. All right, yeah, I don't have anything that about Jaden Hazel Hazelwood. Uh, Chad, who you got at two eleven? So um, this guy, I think you might be able to get later. I don't know if people are going to fall in love with this guy, but it's tight end premium, so I'm just going to go for it because I like him. Uh, and that's Darnell Washington, um, Georgia, the giant himself. <laughs> yes, the giant. Has he? De- has he declared? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know uh, Dallas? 
No, he, he hasn't. He's, he's a true junior. Um, I mean, he's a massive boy and he hasn't truly broken out. So I can understand how some NFL evaluant scouts may tell him to go back. Um, so that's probably why we haven't heard anything about him, but I mean, he, he's just freaking huge. He's Mo Alley Cox size wise. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up tied into if he does declare in this class just because uh, of his size and, and just his raw ability. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's going to get hit a little bit because of the uh, lack of, <laughs> I guess, traditional <laughs> athleticism. And yeah. he's just a bi- really big guy. Uh, who's, he's Mo Alley Cox, man. I'm telling yeah, you, he's, he's just he, huge. Yeah. He's he's like six seven two seventy. What do you want? He's he's a lineman yeah. that can catch the ball a bit. So um, I don't I don't know if you guys have ever heard this before, but Mo Ali Cox played basketball. Did did, did Darnell <laughs> Washington play basketball? I honestly don't know. I don't know. I'm just making not in college. Yeah. Every Colts game ever. That's all I hear. Ah, oh, he's good in the red zone. You know, he's a rebounder. I'll tell you what, though, for a guy this big, he he has some decent acceleration. Like he's he's got that long stride to him, where you're just <laughs> every time he opens up in Get space, you're like, whoa! All right, so good call with Darnell Washington. I I'm not sure. I think he's still deciding whether to go back to college or not. So since he hasn't made that decision, he's eligible for this list. And uh, yeah, I I really do think that uh, Darnell Washington is is one of these projection guys that hasn't really done much. Um, in college, but it just could be because that's not how Georgia needed to use him, you know? So we'll kind of see what happens. I think that's I'm, sort of the narrative around him. That's if there's one position, I mean, if there's one position where you're probably going to have to make a projection because Titans just aren't historically, I mean, just a fundamental part of the college game right now, it's sure it's tight ends. So, yeah, um, I mean, Jelani you see a lot Woods, of the tight ends, you know? Yeah, a lot of the tight ends that have come out and found a lot of success uh, in the NFL just haven't been used a ton in college, and that's just how it, how it is. Right on. All right, so this next pick is really tough for me. All right, um, I, I want to talk about a couple of players. So can we? Oh, can I'm sorry. Can I say one more thing? Because yeah, I wrote it down I'm in my sure. notes. I wrote it down in my notes, and I, I wanted to mention this. How scary would this guy be on the Eagles? with that offensive line and them running the ball. Like when I tell you this guy's a like an incredible run blocker, like he's like having an extra offensive lineman on on uh, on the field. Nice. Like yeah, we're in the market for a tight end too as well. So I mean, Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra have um performed well, but to have a crusher like this, yeah. Mm. But I'm saying like cuz you know how the Eagles like those two tight end sets. So what if they had this guy yeah, and Goddard out on the field at the same time? And you don't know if you're going to run the ball. And, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's a scary prospect. I wrote it down. I was like, man, Jesse's going to love that. But I, yeah, I think I that'd be incredible. That. I do love that. If we get Kendra Miller and Darnell Washington, holy shit. <laughs> it's a true <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, speaking of um, teams that run a lot of the same sets, um, Eagles do like to run two tight end sets. Do you realize that the Rams really only run 11 personnel? I mean, that's mm-hmm. it. They don't do anything else. It's really annoying to me. Yeah. For as creative it's as the space supposed to be, it irritates the shit out of me. It's, it's, I saw this on the Amazon Prime Vision, which is an, an amazing tool. 
you watch the all um, uh, the coaches tape. I think I'm breaking up a little. But you get to watch the coaches tape at you know live, and uh, yeah, they put that up. That that last game, that last Thursday night game, they ran all 100% 11 personnel, and they're in the high 90s for the season. That's ridiculous. Am I wrong? No, that's nuts. I mean, no, not, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I for for someone that's supposed to be as creative as as McVay, you know, gets credit to be. Come on, man. Like switch up your personnel, be more multiple. I don't know. It's, it's odd to me. Anyway, for my pick, um can we just agree to to have a couple like um um uh, honorable mentions when we're done here? Is that cool? Yeah. You guys have a couple minutes. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm going to go with Parker Washington, wide receiver, Penn State. All right. Um, this is a little bit of a homer pick. Um, as Chad knows, and a lot of you guys know that um, th- that uh, listen to this show, my entire family went to Penn State. So I am just stuck with the talk. And, um, you know, I- I've watched him play. And what I get is Jeremy Macklin out of this guy. Maybe not as fast, but smooth, polished, has – Pretty much the same size. I'm, I'm hoping he's six foot, 200 pounds. <laughs> I think he's around that size. Maybe he comes in at 5'10". But um, like I said, smooth polished and has uh, number two wide receiver, like um, Y wide receiver written all over him. And I'm curious to see what, what you guys think. Chad, I know you're a Penn State fan. Did we lose Chad? I don't know. <laughs> Dallas, my my Dallas. mic's going up. Uh, uh, my my mic's acting up. Go ahead, Dallas. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy. I have a a bit lower down. Um, he's consistent, um, but he's not incredibly flashy. Is how I would describe him. So, like, yes, prototypical could be just like a very good number two outside wide receiver. I don't think he's going to thrive in the slot quite as much as people probably are going to want him to. Um, but yeah, I mean, move him at, around at this, to get off press, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, quite a bit. He's a zone eater. That's what most of Penn state's wide receivers are asked to do. Um, I mean, it's just what happens in the big 10 and specifically with that Penn state offense, they're running a lot of double slant concepts over and unders where you're just finding your space and settling in it. He does do that aspect very well, but like you said, you do have to move him around a bit. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. He's just kind of middle of the road, can do what he's supposed to do. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's realistically what people probably should have been projecting for Sky more, but mm. it's just me taking a shot when I don't need to take a shot. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. Chad, are you there? Yeah. Okay, what do you think of Parker Washington? Uh, I'm a little higher than than Dallas on him, but uh, yeah, I mean, kind of did it what Dallas says. Yeah, I do think that he's got the strength to play boundary. Like, I don't think that he's your he's an X, right? But I do think he can play on the outside, especially if you have like he's he's not going to play on on the opposite side of AJ Brown. But if you have like a true X, like AJ Brown on one side that I think Parker Washington can be, you know, in a, in a traditional offense, he can be that wide kind of move piece um, and be successful. I, like I said, I think he's smooth, um, strong enough to play 
outside and um, really good hands. And like you said, um, zone eater, really good, finds finds mm-hmm. the holes in, in zone. Um, and we've seen that kind of player be successful in the NFL. Like, not does not have the physical attributes of Christian Kirk, but, you know, maybe that type of player a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Right on. And that is our second round. So let's recap real quick, and then we'll go over some on the world matches. <coughs> Excuse me. So at um, – and I'm going to preface by saying – I think the first three picks in this draft in the second round could have gone in the first round easily, just depending on, you know, who's picking with you and, and how it falls. I thought with every draft, there's going to be a lot of variability and there's a lot to go. But at, at this point, I think at least the first three players have a chance to go in the first. Um, so 201, Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame, um, definitely going to have more hype than anybody from last year. Trey McBride got some good hype, was a consensus um, early second rookie pick. I think Michael Mayer will get more hype. Not quite um, Pitts level, but definitely you could see him creep up to the middle of the first round in, in some drafts. Uh, and then you've got 202, Blake Corum, running back Michigan. Um, and then you've got some people out there that absolutely love Blake, Clor- Blake Corum, and he could easily go in the first round. Um, will Levis, um, quarterback Kentucky it if he goes in the first round then he's definitely going in the first round of rookie drafts that's kind of how that goes um and then um from here from 204 down I think we took players that we liked or wanted to talk about or potentially think um really could go in this area um 204 Kendra Miller running back TCU 205 Xavier Hutchinson wide receiver uh Iowa State um, two guys that I've, I've actually heard a little bit of buzz about lately. Um, 206, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee. 207, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. 208, Josh Downs, UNC, wide receiver. And that's another guy that could go way higher and could possibly even crack the first round, um, just depending on how he tests and um, how people, where he goes, you know. Um, 209, Devin A-Train, A-Chain, running back, Texas A&M. 210, Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver, Arkansas. 211, Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. And 212, Parker Washington, wide receiver, Penn State. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up my first honorable mention and just the elephant in the room. Anthony Richardson declared um, quarterback, Florida. He's Where is he going to go? And, you know, I, I just I feel like if Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter and I think even uh, Matt Corral went in the late second round last year, if these guys go in the second round of rookie drafts, then Anthony Richardson's got to go in the second round somewhere. Am I wrong? I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of depends on exactly probably what he tests. I think he's a guy that has to go to the combine. He can't pull like the Lamar Jackson and not run because people think that he's athletic. He's going to have to go and show how athletic he is. Hmm. Um, For me, I don't have him as high as I have another guy like uh, DTR would be my honorable mention at the quarterback position out of UCLA, because I think DTR is everything that Anthony Richardson does on a better and more electric offense in a better fashion. He's a significantly better passer than Richardson is. Uh, uh, Dorian 
Thomas Robinson, DTR. He's out of UCLA. Dorian Thomas Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Okay. He's he's extremely electric. Uh, he has better rushing stats than Richardson has this year and last year. He's put up about 1,200 rushing yards of the last two years on top of like a, I think it's like a four to one touchdown interception ratio over that same period. Um, he's very electric, but for me, Richardson's just way too inconsistent as a passer to be very good. He falls kind of in that same vein as a guy like Malik Willis was last year, but I think Willis is a better rusher than he is, which is concerning because Willis hasn't really shown that he can pass yet. And I think Willis was a little bit better of a prospect than what we're seeing with Richardson. So I'm not super optimistic on him, but it's very interesting. And I think it is kind of dependent on the combine. I'll wrap it up like that. Right on. What do you, what do you think? Um, Chad? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I did. I did want to mention. Um, is is Richardson going back to school though? No, he declared for the draft. He declared. Yes, he oh, did. I don't think just that's the, smart. Other, the same day as Will Levis, I think. Yep. Oof. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to him, I guess. Um. Yeah. I I really like Herndon Hooker. Um. Hendon. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know I, him I really, personally. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you know him personally. <laughs> yes, I I I. I Saw him and said hello to him, which means I, I know him personally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really like Hennon Hooker, and it's just from me watching Cedric Tillman. Um, you know, that's pretty much all I've seen from him. Uh, I mean, and I haven't watched his tape as in-depth as, as some other players, but what I do what I do worry about a little bit is just, you know, the processing. Um, he just doesn't, you know, read offenses really well. But, but, but. Uh, the one thing that he does do really well that I that I like, and and you've seen recently with a lot of quarterbacks that have struggled, especially early on, is the one thing they can't do is they can't feel pressure, and I think it's something that he does really well. Um, and he has that similar kind of athletic ability as Daniel Jones, where you know if he gets that you know little bit of space, he can take off straight line and and make a pretty decent run. He's not going to you know Lamar Jackson or Malik Willis you and run around the pocket, but. You know, right. same, same vein as Daniel Jones. He finds that space. He, he He's athletic enough to pick up a, a good chunk of yardage. So um, I, I really like him. I know Does, he's an older prospect, yeah. but. Um, and Does and, have an NFL arm. Is 25. Yeah. Yeah, he's older. Has a torn AC, and has a torn ACL. Yeah. So yeah. At, 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 at the earliest, you have him late next season as a 26-year-old. Yeah, which I mean, he's going to be drafted as a backup quarterback. You know, yeah. he, he's going to probably go day three, um, right? Realistically, right. but I mean, I, I just as a as a flyer quarterback in 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 the draft, you know, late third ra- rookie, late third round in rookie drafts, I, I wouldn't mind picking him up in a few spots. Sure, sure, yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I really liked what I saw out of the Hooker this year. Right on. Honorable mention, Dallas. Anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, do you guys just want to toss one out at each position? Because I've got, ugh, sure. one, I've like, I've got like seven guys that I highlighted that haven't been drafted <laughs> yet. So um, I have one more. I mean, so at wide receiver, okay, yeah, no, if you want okay. to uh, go running back, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go running back. Um, for me, this is a guy that I know is probably not going to get the draft capital that I want him to do, but his story is great, and he 
qualmed any concerns you had about his blown Achilles that he had at the beginning of last year. And that's Mohamed Ibrahim out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, people were concerned he is going to be a 25-year-old running back, kind of in that vein of a Najee Harris coming in, very old, uh, blew out his Achilles early last season. People thought he was dead in the water. Comes back to Minnesota and puts up over 1,500 rushing yards. Um, he's an all-around explosive back. He averaged over 90 rushing yards in the first half of games this year. He is a monster, and he's not going to get the draft capital. I'm going to be super bitter and bitchy about it this time next year, but it's a guy that I am pounding the table for as a running back prospect because he has everything that you want to, has shown the explosiveness after a major Achilles issue, which typically zaps it, and he – by far looks like the most explosive running back after an Achilles injury, including those in the NFL that I've seen over the last like five to six years. It's, it's wild. He deserves respects, but he's not going to get it. Right on. <clears throat> cool. Uh, Chad, do you have one? No, you go ahead. Okay. I just want to uh, with my, my okay. Right. Yeah. I wanted to bring up Zay flowers wide receiver, Boston college. Um, and not necessarily in the most, Positive light. I just want to bring him up because I think he's going to be a name that's talked about. He seems a little boring to me, right? Average size, average ability. I'm, I, feel like, I feel like he's going to not going to test quite to his ability. And um, but I'm sorry, you you talk about him, Dallas. I, I I was just curious. Yeah, I mean he's he's Boston College's offense. Yeah. At the end of the day, he is right. the only player on that offense that has been productive over the last four years. Okay. And but it's Boston. I, I, I get I get that he's not like yeah, I get that he's not the most explosive guy. He's not the fastest, the biggest. Um, he's just kind of a guy. He he's in the yeah. smack dab of the middle of the tier that I was talking about about my undersized guys. Um, I have him below Josh Downs, but above Jalen Hyatt because he's used in every position on that offense in a pro-style offense, say what you will about Boston College, but he's used how he's going to be used in the NFL, and they're probably going to move him around. He's probably going to be locked in as a low-end, um, kind of just like a low-end slot option. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I could very easily see him turning into like a Jamison Crowder type Jamison in the NFL. Crowder. That's exactly yeah, who my cop was going to be for him, and it just yeah. just makes me yawn. Yeah, it's not sexy at all. Jameson Crowder's a good football player, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. He's just good in an offense that will give him the targets. He can very easily put up 100 receptions for 1,000 yards, which is exactly what Jalen Waddell did, just in a lot less sexy of a way. Wow, (laughs) Jalen Waddell's a lot more explosive an athlete. Well, that's why I said less sexy of a way. I didn't call him Jalen Waddell. I'm just saying (laughs) anyone can put up 100 receptions for 1,000 yards if they're targeted over 100 times. You have to find sort of an average offense with the lack of explosive players that's going to focus on a player like that. You know, we already have a Braxton Berrios in the NFL. Do we need another? Well, I mean, looking at this season, there's a ton of, you know, really yeah. bad offenses that need a wide receiver to, <laughs> to throw the ball to a ton. Okay, uh, right. Raiders, uh, the Giants. Um, I mean, you just keep going on. Yeah, Detroit, Tennessee. Hey, the, Raiders. the Raiders have Hunter Renfro. What? Hat. Watch. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> oh, is he a free agent? No, he's injured. He got re-upped in his contract, but he hasn't been on the field okay. like at all this year. I'm just yeah. saying, like, for next year, they got Hunter for coming back. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's the, if I if I'm picking a shifty slot receiver, I want on Renfro because he's yeah, you know, yeah. He can cut on a dime. That's pretty fair. Personally, if I'm going a shifty slot receiver in this class, I'm just going to sneak in another one. Uh, it's my guy. My sure, wide receivers have been talking about it since draft time last year. Jalen Cropper out of Fresno State is my man. Uh, if you want the Darnell Mooney of this class, who is a speedster that can play all over the field, that has more size than what Darnell Mooney had coming out, it's going to be Jalen Cropper. Nice. All right. Cool. Do you want to talk about Marvin Mims a little bit? I was no. I'm going to talk about Marvin Mims. So that was why did you bring him up? (laughs) Well, I was waiting for my turn. uh, I just gave it to you and you passed. Um. Yeah. Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims uh, is a guy I really like. I think he's going to be. Um. He's going to fit right into an offense as, as a you know vertical separator. Um. And yeah, just going to be your big play guy. And I think a lot of offenses kind of need that guy and are looking for that guy. And um, I think he's going to get decent draft capital. Where do you think he's going to go, Dallas, in, in the NFL draft? Uh, he, he's he got kind of an all-encompassing skill set. Um, it's a lazy comp, um, but I think he can do pretty much everything coming out of college that D.D. Westbrook could coming out of Oklahoma. Um, same kind of build, same kind of speed. Um his yak ability is really, really nice compared to a lot of the guys in this class. Um, I just don't think he's, you know, the best athletic prospect that you're going to get. Um, back end of second, early third, realistically, but with this wide receiver class, I think the combine is going to matter quite a bit because you're going to separate those pools of undersized guys like Mims, who's realistically probably 5'9", maybe 175, 180. Um, he is on the smaller side, so it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I think that probably early third would be my guess for a guy like Mims. He's a fun player, though, because he plays bigger than that. Um, oh, you know, yeah. we, we no. talked about some players that play a little bit smaller. But, I mean, you know, there's plenty of – I would say the majority of his contested catches, he, he wins those battles for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. I, I, Man, it, it's it's fun. It's a thing to watch. Um, is, he, is he related to Denzel Mims? I've always wanted to know. No, he's, I don't he's think so. Heavy name for I mean, unless he's like some cousin or something, but I've never okay. heard anybody. Okay. So, well, that's good. Then that that's in his favor. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Denzel Mims has been noted for his tremendous football attitude. Dallas, tell us a little bit about Zachary Franklin from UTSA. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. I'm not kidding. <laughs> What's it? Hey, uh, I went all in University on, of I Texas went San Antonio. I last year. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of, kind of a dick thing to do, Chad. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that everybody? Yeah, mm. I mean that's that's pretty much everyone that I had. Um, I would pay attention to Dontavian Wicks out of Virginia. He's another one of those big guys that falls into my category of I want to see the testing. Um, and then, yeah, wide receiver out of, what, uh, out of University of Virginia. Uh, another quarterback to keep your eye on, uh, Cameron Rising out of Utah. If he actually does come out this year, he's been extremely efficient in running that offense in a pro style. And then we talked about it before the show, but Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky, probably going to be the most slept on running back in this entire class because – Everyone's going to say, oh, he's a big, fat, slow guy, but he's probably going to run in the low four fives. He's 225 pounds and gets every single yard on the field that's available for him. So he's just a really fun watch. He's not super flashy, but just a couple of names. 
Did we did we talk about Jermaine Burton? No, we did, uh, we not. did not. Um, I mean that you want to talk about a post hype sleeper? I think Jermaine Burton's probably like the poster child for that in yeah. NCAA right now. You want to talk about him a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, just the definition of like supposed to be a god coming into the Debbie space for that Alabama offense and just has flamed out horrifically. Um, hasn't really put up the insane stats that you would expect from the guy that's supposed to be the wide receiver one in that Alabama offense. Um, it's it's a guy that has the athleticism to do pretty much anything on the field. Um, remind me, I think he's around six one, if I'm not mistaken, probably just a hair under 200 I think, pounds. I think but, he's six. Yeah. I think he's six foot about 200. Yeah. That, that sounds he's right. He's like, he's like the prototypical thick slot is kind of what he's going to come in as. Um, I mean, he's not even remotely the same player when it comes to like his uh, ability to separate, but like, you're, you're going to get a pretty similar product on a week-to-week basis from him as you would from, I'd say, probably like Amari Rogers. Like, Amari Rogers honestly did more in college even than a guy like Jermaine Burton did, which, like, it, it, he's got the skill set. He's a huge projection for me, but he just, I mean, he's not a guy that I'm going to fall in love with because in that offense with Bryce Young throwing the ball as much as he does, he should have had better stats, and you can't really uh, – argue against that in my mind personally but what about you chad yeah i would say the one thing i, I mean i'm with you there I, i'm i'm pretty perplexed as to why uh he didn't get ro- more of a role in that offense and, and wasn't mm-hmm. productive pretty at all but uh yeah just him as a route runner just looking at you know taking everything else away and looking at him and what he does well um him as a route runner i i just don't understand it like he's such a good nuanced yeah. savvy route runner um. Yeah, I, 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 maybe the maybe the speed's a question mark a little bit. Um, but I, I really like him. I think if he gets, you know, back end, may I mean maybe good Four. day two capital sometime. I, I think he could go in the third round. I think. I, okay. So okay, this is this is a good question for you. So a player that fits a very similar role that is slightly less athletic, but has more production, Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland. Would you rather have Burton or Maryland as a rookie? Yeah, I know it's hard. And the fact that that's hard, the the fact that that's hard tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. Rakeem Jarrett, did he declare or is he going back? I think he's a, True senior this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I thought he had um, another year. He didn't do enough. Uh, like I had, I I thought he was going to be a, a higher tier wide receiver. He just didn't do enough. It, uh, it, it's it's Rakeem, David. It's Rakeem. It's not Raheem. It's Rakeem Jarrett. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, let's. I just want. Oh I, no, I he, he is a true junior. Here. He is a true junior. Yeah, okay. yeah, I thought he had another um, year. I'd like to see him go. But, yeah, back, I mean, he, yeah, it would probably be smart, too. But the thing is that Maryland program is, like, in shambles right now. Yeah. I know. Um, he – I well, mean, he blew up graduated. last year as a true yeah. sophomore out of the slot on, like, a really bad offense, putting up over 800 yards, five touchdowns. And, like, he, you want to talk about a physical slot, that's a physical slot. He'll get in your face and punch you in the mouth. But he – He's still a little raw, so I think that's the main issue when you don't have a good quarterback. If you're not separating immediately because your routes are a little sloppy, it's kind of concerning. But, I mean, 
the tools are there. That's why I just brought them up because that's, that's like where I'm at. I have them right next to each other in my ranks right now. And it's for two completely different reasons, but they're both kind of guys that if they both come out this year, I'm like kind of hands off. Cause it's going to be ugly. You're going to have to see it before I really invest. Yeah. It's disappointing. I, I, I had a lot higher hopes for, for Jared, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. We all did. <laughs> right on i mean i guess he's not not gonna be dj dj more dicks which is kind of what i was no. <laughs> all right guys anyone else um it's, it's i'm sorry so had, um, um dave really wants us to talk about rome rome adunze anybody know who that is Okay, moving. Uh, I mean, I'm not super familiar. I mean, no, <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. I know. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't really know. I I just don't watch the Huskies. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Pac-12 guy personally. <laughs> I gotta I gotta really invest more. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I wish. Yeah, I, I, I haven't looked into him at all. And I don't really watch it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right. All right, so I want to end this by asking asking you guys um, kind of kind of the, the the question that lurks in the back of everyone's mind when they're looking at second round picks. When when does sort of the the these are value players tier end? Right? How many? I, I really think this is going to be a good NFL player, and. I would I would trade a decent NFL veteran for this pick. How many of those players do we have? Do we have? Like when does uh, last year? I felt it ended mm, middle middle like to late. Second the pro year. the Maybe problem for me the problem with this class uh, between you know some people's train of thought and other people's is that I think the the uh, analytic community is a, a little bit more down on the class in the second round than I think you know some of the more uh, you know, the the people that lean more towards film are going to be because I really like some of those second tier and third tier wide receiver guys, but the the analytics community they're they're really down on those guys. So uh, I think you're going to be able to find um, some really cheap picks around two oh eight, two oh seven, around that range. Um, but what do you think, Dallas? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's for me. I mean. The top tier talent probably isn't as high as it was at the running back position over the last probably like two years for like the, you know, like the main mainstays after the top two. Um, but I mean, the depth of guys, that's why I was like kind of off in last year's running back class. Like the number of guys that are going to come in this year at the running back class and replace people as like RB2 rotational players on a lot of teams is pretty high for me. Um, again, it, it's kind of hard to peg a lot of the wide receivers too because I kind of broke it down. There's a, a group of big guys and a group of little guys. And I want to see all of them test because there's a bunch of guys that are projected somewhere between 170 pounds and 185 pounds that are like right in that five, nine to five ten range. And then at the other end of the big body guys, you have like six wide receivers that are six, three, 200 pounds. I want to see which one's the fastest because I've seen the tape. I know which ones I like more. Um, how about uh, Jesse, how about you give me someone at the wide receiver position that you would be attempting to acquire for a second round pick. And I'll tell you where my cutoff is. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's fair. So 
Tyler Lockett comes to mind, although I th- I feel like his his value is a little inflated. Yeah, um, you're, I, yeah, you're I, not going to be able to. Yeah. yeah, he's he's 30 though, so like I want it. Like, I wanna, it still wouldn't matter. I I would rather have Lockett for the next two years than be hoping for any of these wide receivers that I'm getting really past like the third. Like yeah, even for sure. He, yeah, I mean, even like Quinton Johnson, like you say what you want to, but I would probably feel more comfortable having Tyler Lockett over on my team over the next two years than a guy like Quinton Johnson. And that's it's, wild to some people, but like it's just how it is. It's a that's a tough question you ask because I have to find an older guy. Okay, Brandon Cooks. Okay, he's a yeah, that's, a, that's a better one. Because Brandon Cooks second. is not wide receiver eight. <laughs> he's a late second, <laughs> early third kind of value right now. So. Where, where does yes, where so does for that me in tight end premium super flex? I would still, oh man, these running backs one, two, three, five. I'm doing a quick count. I don't have this list broken down how I normally would have liked it to be. Um, what is going on? There we go. Yeah, I mean, I would have two quarterbacks, Michael Mayer. Jason, Jordan Addison, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, in all honesty with you right now, with not knowing landing spots on any of these quarterbacks after the last two, uh, I would take Brandon Cooks over the 202. Really? Wow. Yeah, yep. yeah, and yeah. that's not and that's not knowing that's not knowing where he is. Just because even on a the worst offense in the NFL, he's still getting you basically double digit PPR points. And yeah. I can't, I can't promise you that Marvin Mims, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs right. are going to get you double digit points right. next year. I just can't. Right. So Robinson. it, I mean, Allen Robinson, I'm not giving a second for. So <laughs> personally, but that's just right, me. Right. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I think he's maybe late second, early third. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would go all the way. I I would say it would be a tough decision for Jalen Hyatt for Allen Robinson based off of my ranks right now. And he's the bottom of my tier of the fast guys. All right, Just about- because that's extre- extreme upside versus a guy that might be washed and is coming off of a IR injury stint. So. What, what about Michael Thomas? Given all of his baggage and potential to be a wide receiver one still. And he's gonna be like twenty nine. I would, mm, I'd still, are pretty much like the same thing. Like when he played this year, in the very brief amount of time that he played, he blew the water <laughs> open, like wide open again. Um, probably like the two hundred four, probably a little bit lower than Cooks, just because Cooks doesn't have like the weird injury that's hanging over his head. But I mean, it's. Those are the guys where I don't really have an issue tossing a second for just because like the unpredictability. I mean, just the guys that were going in the second round last year, like we all drafted. Um, why am I blanking? Texans wide receiver. Um, Nico Collins. Well, that, that Mechie, has, but that's not yeah. that's not fair. Mechie got hurt, so oh, yeah. Mechie. I thought Mechie. Oh was no, like, and oh, that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, that's like a guy like that. So yeah, oh, right, yeah so, no, it, it, it makes sense. But that's what well, I'm. But yeah, at. Nico Collins even like that's that's a good a good comparison I guess same team like a Nico Collins guy he was going in the second in his draft class he's like flirting with double digits now in PPR but he still hasn't really broken out and he's the wide receiver one and has been for a large majority of the year so yeah, it's like 
garbage thrown to him and with a garbage line. It's the same argument with Cooks, though. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all based off a landing spot right now. And as of right now, if you're wanting to give me a veteran on a contender for my second round pick, if I'm a contender, I'm giving you that second without even blinking for a guy that can get consistently points. So that that kind of answers my question. You're saying this is not deep into the second round draft. Uh, as of right now, no, because a big part of this is the quarterbacks. Like if the NFL loves Anthony Richardson and loves DTR and loves Levitz, well, then Levitz, it's yeah. a different story because that moves it down towards the end of the second round. But for me, I, I the running back class is really nice and the wide receivers is top heavy. But once you get outside of those, I'm not in love with any of the prospects to where I've seen the production from the vets at this point. So Yeah, see, I think that's where, that's where I differ a little bit because I really like this this uh well really like is a little strong i like mm-hmm. this wide receiver class uh quite a bit more than than a lot of people uh mm-hmm. i especially the bigger guys I, I think the bigger guys are talented football players and i think they're gonna get drafted early i think we're gonna have more second round wide receivers than m- most people anticipate this year um and once these guys get the draft capital you're gonna see those 204 205 uh um picks in that area I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go up in value a little bit because guys like, um, um, well, I mean, no guy in particular, but some of these bigger guys are gonna look great in the combine. Some of the you know mid-range guys that um, maybe haven't been as productive, don't have as 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 nice looking of an A dot as some of the uh, analytics guys like to see. You know, they're gonna go out there and flash, and people are gonna fall in love with the guys in the combine. So, I, I mean. I don't know. I, I really, I really like that two hundred three to two hundred six range. I think where I stop is probably where I stopped in the twenty twenty one classes. Where it's around that two hundred eight, two hundred nine range is is where I'm tapping out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Fair. Yeah. Last year I thought um, two hundred eight, two hundred nine, two ten were really good picks. With I mean, pretty much you were seeing Ritter, Damian Pierce. And uh, Mechie go in that range, and I thought those were really good picks. Unfortunate what happened. It Pierce happened by it. the end of draft season was like the two hundred two. That's that's one of those ones where the hype train was really chugging along by the end of draft season. On the True, he, he was he was kind of funny. Like I, I would be, I would do some drafts, and even late in the draft season, he would go like two hundred two hundred two, two hundred three, two hundred four, and then others he would go like two twelve, two eleven. Yeah, I, and I think it was just the running backs, right? Like everybody was so confused about where these running backs should go, and people had them yeah. in different orders. Um, some people were taking them really early, other people were waiting on them, and and so that kind of flipped Mechie and, and Alec Pierce uh, and Damian Pierce around a lot, and those guys kind of um, fluctuated. But I was still stinging from Trey Sermon and Michael Carter the year before, so I didn't really, I didn't take any running backs in the second round, to be honest. That was just that was me. I I I just stuck with my wide receivers, and um, I just it was. I thought it was a really good class of wide receiver. Yeah. But where I where I thought it fell off was uh, Tolbert. You know, I liked Jalen Tolbert as a prospect, but did realize he was pretty raw, and didn't really like him at two eleven. I, I liked him at like three hundred one, three hundred two. I know that's kind of nitpicky, but I just didn't kind of like him there and. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the part of the draft where I thought it fell off and was trying to trade down. Yeah, well, 
that's a uh, seems like a really good place to end it, guys. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Great job, gentlemen. So Dallas, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, please. Yeah. Plug no yourself. problem. Uh, yeah, as always, you can find me on the DWZ network, uh, the rookie rundown. I'm going to start pumping out content here. I've got my 2022 rookie final report cards that I'll be doing on all of the rookie prospects of note over the last year. And then I'll be diving into my initial basically breakdown of the class, kind of go over the general just kind of structure that I have for these prospects before I start diving into my normal content over the next couple months of my you know, head to head comparisons, my individual position rankings, uh, everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's about to be a busy season for me right now. So I'm, uh, just kind of buckling up. You can find me on Twitter at salad galore, Dallas spelled backwards galore. And that's pretty much all I got. Dallas, thank you so much. I can't, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on. I, I really appreciated it. It added a lot to the podcast and, um, with that, I would will like to announce that um, we are going to be on a short hiatus for the holidays. Um, we'll be back uh, first of the year, not exactly on the first of the year, but in January, early January, we'll be back full force. Me, Chad, and Mike uh, will bring on some guests. We'll have Dallas on a couple more times um, as things change and we adjust our rankings and our opinions of these players. But it's going to be rookie season soon, guys, and we're going to get back to playing some off-season games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Chad, do you have anything for us before we go? Absolutely not. I've talked too much. <laughs> Dallas, do you think we wrote this? <laughs> do you think that we wrote this episode long and hard? Supposed to say that. Yeah, much. yeah, I think we did. It was <laughs> successful <laughs> to completion. Supposed, supposed to say that's what she said. <laughs> I think he went along with your joke pretty well. I mean, better yeah, than I me. Did. I tried. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said to completion, right. and you just you just completely missed it. But <laughs> no, no, I heard, I heard it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, that guys, that's the news, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak